I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to my channel. I hope you're all doing well. Now, today's story, and I don't say this lightly, is absolutely crazy. This minister getting caught having an affair is honestly just the tip of the iceberg. Sit back, relax. Let's get into this. Oh, you are going to enjoy this one. Trust me. Newly hired youth minister got me kicked out of church for no reason I found out he had been screwing a deacon's wife and I helped the deacon ruin his life About six to seven years ago, I was a ministerial student at a conservative Christian college. I had attended the same Bible-believing church since I was a small child. It was large, about a thousand members, but not a megachurch. This church had been an enormous part of my life for as long as I could remember. I played piano for youth choir, preached at the children's church service, which was held in the church's chapel at the same time as the adult service, drove the church bus to pick up unchurched children, etc., and ad finitum. I did all of this for free, not even getting reimbursed for expenses. During my senior year in college, we got a new Minister of Music, Education and Youth. This guy was as charming as an ice cream sundae with razor blades in it. I'll call him Mr. Charming. All of the deacons and their wives thought he walked on water. He was an authoritarian butthole. In his first meeting with the church youth group, he announced that he had been hired to straighten out the youth group. One of his favorite sayings was, when I tell my disciples jump, the only questions they get to ask are how high and how far. The adults loved him and the youth hated him. Within a few weeks, half of the high school and college students, i.e. all of those without parents in the church, had quit coming to church. Most youth directors would have gotten into trouble over this, but he had the audacity to proclaim in front of the entire congregation in the Sunday morning worship service that he had eliminated all of the thorny ground from the youth group, a reference to the parable of the sower in the Bible, and the pastor and all of the deacons loved him for it. didn't waste any time going after what he really wanted the pastor's job the pastor whom i'll call pastor t was about 60 years old within a few weeks of mr charming's arrival rumors started circulating about pastor t's health he was an avid runner and cyclist and that he just didn't seem to be as mentally sharp as he used to be he frequently quoted long bible passages from the pulpit entirely from memory without misstating a single word sometimes in greek or hebrew worst of all however was the accusation that pastor t was really too liberal for the church in my denomination it is the kiss of death to even be suspected of being a liberal okay so people are trying to frame the pastor at the moment that's not very good well by people I mean Mr. Charming, the new minister, of course. None of these accusations made any sense, but people kept talking about them. I have no idea why Pastor T didn't find out, or maybe he did find out and was just too scared to do anything about it. In some denominations, like Catholics or Methodists, the denomination assigns pastors or priests, not my church's denomination. Each church calls the
pasta minister. This guarantees that every pasta always walks a razor's edge. The slightest slip and you're out. I mean, you don't even have to slip. Maybe you even do the right thing and it still offends enough people. It doesn't take many, just a handful if they hate you enough, then you're out. Or maybe, just like pasta tea, some creep just lies about you and gets your job. And since the church often owns your house, the parsonage or manse, your entire family is suddenly homeless and destitute. Then I became a target. I still don't know why. A couple of months after starting to work for my church, Mr. Charming called me and informed me that your services are no longer needed at youth choir, children's church, bus ministry, anywhere. In fact, he said, he did not even want me to participate in any of these functions at all, not even go to the Sunday morning worship service. I later found out that members of his family had been hired by the church at very nice rates of pay to perform these functions that I'd been doing for free. His wife got paid more for playing a beat-up piano at the one-hour youth choir rehearsal than the main organist pianist got paid for playing for adult choir rehearsal, plus Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings when the youth choir sang. The wife could barely pick out the notes on a piano, by the way. This lady radiated bitterness, resentment, and repressed anger, but she really said anything. She just sat there and glared, which was somehow even creepier than when she spoke. I was very hurt emotionally, so I dropped by Pasity's office and tearfully asked him what I'd done wrong. I couldn't get a straight answer, except he told me that people are saying things about you, and that if I wanted to get a good recommendation from him to our denomination's minister's school, I'd better shut up and do what you're told. So I started asking all of my church friends what people were saying about me. Everyone, everyone said, well, I didn't want to tell you and I don't believe it, but but here's what I heard. According to the rumor mill, I'd gotten my girlfriend pregnant and forced her to have an abortion. I hadn't even had a girlfriend since junior high and I'd been arrested for possession of marijuana and my dad had to pay a bunch of money to hush it up. I didn't even know what pot looked like. There were other rumors, but you get the idea. I did what Pastor T told me to. I never darkened the door of that church again, except once, months later, see below. It hurt like heck. I devoted my life to that church since I was a little kid, but I had to have Pastor T's recommendation to get into the minister's school I wanted to go to, and the pain was unbearable just driving by there. So I decided to keep my distance. But I started thinking about Mr. Charming. Anyone who was that evil had to have a past and it probably wasn't a good one i knew that just before working for my church he had worked at a large many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Church in the same denomination in a small town about 50 miles away. That church was actually about twice the size of my church. So he had moved from a big church to the same job at a smaller church. A bad career move? Running away from something? 
Ah, there was something rotten in Denmark and it smelled like an opportunity for me As luck would have it one of my uncles and his family lived in that same small town Although none of the family attended mr. Charming's former church So I called one of my cousins told her my story and enlisted her as a co-conspirator I'll call her Anne. the next sunday morning Anne and I attended sunday school and morning worship at mr Charming's old church Although Anne had never been a member of that church It was a small town where everyone knew everyone so she knew most of the people there She started asking about mr. Charming and and got an earful every one of her friends said that mr. Charming was a world-class creep He would flirt with and even make suggestive comments to all of the girls in the youth group Even those in junior high. He was 40 years old and had a wife and three children of his own That is creepy and then there was the touching never anything obvious or illegal But he loved to put his hands all over the young ladies whenever their parents weren't around But just like at my former church the adults loved him because he kept the youth in line Our investigation went on for several weeks. I kept a low profile so as not to arouse suspicion Mostly I just stood around ate donuts drank coffee and talked about football sounds pretty good to me Anne did most of the work because she knew so many people and it was perfectly natural for her to attend this church in her hometown Even if it was not the church she usually attended after church was over We would go to her house have a delicious sunday lunch cooked by my aunt and then write down everything we had learned By then Anne's whole family were in on my investigation They were as angry as I was about the way i've been treated and our weekly reports made interesting lunchtime conversation Within a few weeks, I was sure that all I had to do was drive a few of these young ladies and their parents, friends of my aunt and uncle, down to my old church, let them tell their stories to the parents of a few girls in the youth group, and Mr. Charming would become Mr. Unemployed. But it kept getting better and better, so Anne and I kept digging, and I really wanted to keep a low profile if I could, because I didn't want to annoy Pastor T any more than I had to. He knew a lot of people in the denomination, and he could easily ruin my ministerial career before it even started finally after a month or so Anne grabbed me by the sleeve and said you've got to hear this she introduced me to a well-dressed very large guy maybe 30 to 35 years old i'll call him fred we slipped off into a sunday school room where we would not be overheard it turned out that mr charming had had a multi-year affair with fred's wife Fred had kept his cool when he found out, talked with a lawyer, and had spent months gathering evidence. Text messages, voicemails, emails, even photos and videos with Fred's wife and Mr. Charming in them. Apparently, Mr. Charming got stimulated by watching videos of himself doing the wild thing with Fred's wife. Then, Mr. Charming would send the videos to Fred's wife, and they both would have cyber sex while texting each other. Later, they would hook up the old-fashioned way and make more videos. How delightful. Finally, Fred confronted his wife. She denied everything, but the evidence was just too much. Fred told her he wanted a divorce, full custody of the children, their house, his retirement money, his business, her engagement and wedding rings, everything, even the dog. She hired a lawyer, but laws and courts being what they are in this rural Bible Belt County, her lawyer told her that if the judge saw the videos, she'd be lucky if she ended up in a homeless shelter with all of her worldly possessions under her bunk in a garbage sack. Then Fred turned his attention to Mr. Charming. Fred still sincerely loved his wife, and he was convinced that Mr. Charming had deliberately ruined his marriage. Taking Mr. Charming to court, suing him for loss of consortium, and otherwise making him legally miserable would take too long. This is the rural deep south. 
Many people around here prefer a more direct approach. In rural counties, the police and any jury of your peers will probably include people who have known you since kindergarten. So, if you have good reasons for your actions and you aren't too stupid about it, there are things that you can do. Fred scheduled an appointment with Mr. Charming in his church office, who did not suspect a thing because Fred was a deacon and his children were in the church youth group. Remember that I said Fred was big? Six foot six inches at least, 300 pounds, and if there was an inch of fat on him, he hid it well. It looked like he could pull up a 100 foot oak tree by the roots without breaking a sweat. Fred told me that he brought several friends with him, and of course, the videos. One friend blocked the door, another unplugged the phone, a third one stood behind Mr. Charming and encouraged him to stay seated in his chair. Fred made Mr. Charming watch about 10 minutes of one of the videos, then calmly said, I'm going to stand here and watch you pack up your stuff. Then you're going to walk out of this building and never show your effing butt in this town again, or we'll be back. Mr. Charming did as he was told. A month later, he had a new job at another church, my old church, and started ruining another whole set of lives, including mine. Fred actually did not know where Mr. Charming had gone. He had been led to believe that Mr. Charming had moved out of state. He was surprised, gratified, and angered to learn that this scumbag was only 50 miles away. Okay, I get it. So that all happened in the past. And here we go. This had all happened just a few months before. Fred was still deeply in love with his wife. They were getting counseling and he hoped that they could save his marriage. But his hatred of Mr. Charming was still fulminating and had been reignited by my telling him that Mr. Charming was living and working less than an hour away from his wife like mount st helens a few minutes before the explosion he presented such a face of restrained rage and vindictiveness that it scared me and i wasn't even the one he was mad at the next day monday i drove back up there and gave him a copy of the directory of my old church it had home addresses phone numbers and email addresses for pretty much every member of the church i showed him the pages that listed all of the deacons and other church leaders and i marked some of the church's major financial donors i explained my situation with pastor t and asked that my name not be mentioned no problem he said the next sunday i could not resist visiting my old church to see how things were going mr charming was nowhere to be seen nor was any explanation given about what had happened to him one weird thing though pastor t looked scared to death his voice usually resonant loud and almost musically baritone trembled during the whole sermon i slipped in just before the service started and made a point of sitting in the very front row center pew the look on his face when he saw me was worth all of my trouble i didn't know it at the time but fred had gotten right to work and done a very thorough job the whole church had gotten multiple anonymous emails with photos and videos of mr charming and fred's wife in various well compromising positions and states of undress Deacons and major donors got emails plus express mail packages just for good measure. Mr. Charming and Pastor T had been left out. They didn't know anything until the phone calls started pouring in. After the worship service, it did not take long for my church friends to figure out why I was there. It was very gratifying. I was something of a hero, although I kept swearing that I had no idea what they were talking about. Things continued to blow up in my former church for months afterwards. Both Pastor T and the pastor of Mr. Charming's old church almost lost their jobs because they had lied to my old church's committee of deacons who had recommended hiring mr charming about why mr charming had left his old job but 
Somehow, they managed to stay in the pulpits at their churches, although a lot of church members left my former church, which caused some financial problems. There was talk of legal action for sending unsolicited prom to little old ladies and other people in the church, but nobody ever was able to prove that Fred did it. I don't think they tried very hard. After all, his wife was in the videos and photos. Both churches really, really did not want this to become a court case because of Mr. Charming's choice and the fact that he had spent years screwing a deacon's wife while he had unlimited, unsupervised access to dozens of church youth. Now, they did not want this to become a matter of public record, so they hushed it up. I never saw Pastor T again. I had lost all of the love, trust, and respect that I had for him, and I was sure that he had figured out that I was somehow connected to the whole fiasco. So, my chances of having a preaching career in my denomination were precisely zero. By that time, being a pastor like Pastor T was the last thing I wanted anyway. I withdrew my application to minister's school and eventually completed a doctorate in archaeology at a different grad school. I graduated with honors at a large, widely respected state university. I've been teaching at a large public university in the Midwest of the USA with summer gigs on archaeological digs in Europe Except this summer because of the pandemic of course and I am very happy I had no idea what happened to mr. Charming after he left my former church But it didn't matter because I've moved on to a new happier more meaningful more enlightened life One last very gratifying event, the reason for this post. All of this happened six to seven years ago. Now fast forward to last March. I went to pick up a friend at a large downtown urban bus station in the US. Everyone hates this place. Not only is it crowded, it is poorly maintained and filthy. It smells like spoiled garbage mixed with diesel exhaust and seldom cleaned public restrooms. My friend's bus was late. I stopped by the newsstand to get myself a soda and candy bar. Who do you think was restocking the shelves? Mr. Charming. I just sat across from the newsstand and enjoyed my drink and snack. He recognized me, then turned away. I just sat and watched him, restocking shells full of prawn mags and junk food. Revenge is a feast that is best enjoyed cold. Uh, wow, um, what a story. I'm not gonna lie, guys. With this one, I genuinely don't even know where to start. There is so much stuff to get through. What I can say is, overall, what a story, right? It's on nuclear revenge for a reason. I thought I'd come on nuclear revenge and try and find the most insane revenge there is. And this story certainly lived up to my expectations. So I've got to say thanks to OP for this story. What a whirlwind. I mean, look, all the crazy, horrible things that this guy has done, this, um, what do you call him, Mr... I mean, look, all the crazy things, the horrible things that Mr. Charming has done in his life. And then, in the end of this entire long story, you see him, you know, stocking shelves. Wow, what a feeling that must have been. I mean, imagine, like, someone has literally tried to ruin your life. Like, they've said, what they say again? That you, you'd you'd force your girlfriend to have an abortion. That, that is a horrible thing to say about someone. What a horrible... Th- oh, gee, imagine saying that about some, someone and it just not being true. Just in an attempt to make sure that they, they lose their job or, you know, lose people's respect just to try and make yourself look better. That is a horrible thing. That's the first thing. Secondly, cheating. Horrible thing. Thirdly, not even respecting Fred and then moving away once you've been caught cheating and then just going within 50 miles to a new church. That's also horrible. So, yeah, everything that this guy's done, I think, well-deserved in the end that he, he has got a job now stacking shelves. I can't lie. It can't be very fun, but yeah, let's be honest, that is what this guy deserves. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash nuclear revenge. If you want another amazing revenge story, I'll chuck one up on screen right now. It's from the 
other day. It's another long one, so sit back, relax. You can watch it all. It's equally as good as this one, I'll be honest. I really enjoyed that one as well. Also, make sure you are subscribed to my channel. Hit the little, little yellow icon there so you never miss out on one of my daily uploads. And if you're a true fan, hit the notification bell as well so you get notified every time I post every single day. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.